Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Welcome in the Midwest Farm Report on the air at five minutes after five o'clock. How are you doing, everybody? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke. Happy to greet you for the next hour talking about food and fiber production around the state. You know, just like people, it appears that baby calves do better when they've got a buddy. We've got an update from uh, Dr. Jennifer Van Oss. She is a dairy scientist on the UW-Madison campus that has done some research into how baby calves respond when they've got a buddy. Stick around. Weather-wise, I'm afraid the clouds stick around today, tomorrow, all the way through Sunday. But temperatures are continuing to warm. 34 are expected high for today. Tomorrow will be up to 36. By the time we get to Sunday, we could see temperatures that approach nearly 50 degrees. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has weather details in about 15 minutes. You stick around. If we all go in on energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for some big rewards. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Ever walk across your cornfield and find a nice surprise? Like that favorite vice grip that fell off the planter last spring. Well, next fall, you might just come upon an even bigger treasure. More corn, thanks to Acuron Herbicide. Acuron gives you 5 to 15 more bushels an acre than any other herbicide when used in a pre-emergence application at full label rates. To discover your 5 to 15 bushels, talk to your Syngenta retailer. Acuron yield advantage range based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Busy weekend around the state of Wisconsin, as usual for this time of the year. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Of course, earlier this week, UW Ag Outlook Forum today begins the Wisconsin Farmers Union annual conference over in the Wausau area. And also, best of luck uh, for all of our Wisconsin State FFA alumni headed towards Waukesha for their state convention. It is that time of the year where conferences are a major focus for our Wisconsin farmers. And hand in glove, Scott, when we talk about conferences and farmers' focus, boy, in 2019 and again in 2020, cover crops catching a lot of conversation. That's right, Pam. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And I'm glad you mentioned the term hand-in-glove, because I was talking with Brian Brisky of the Natural Resources Conservation Services a while ago, and we talked about the upcoming Wisconsin Cover Crops Conference. And one thing we landed upon when we talk about cover crops, when we talk about soil inputs at all, Everything works hand-in-glove for soil health. And even though it's the Wisconsin Cover Crops Conference coming up on February 20th at Stevens Point, it's all about soil health in the end. 
Brian told me all about the conference, and needless to say, he's excited about it. I'm pretty excited today. You know why? <laughs> why? We get to reveal the 2020 Cover Crop Conference agenda and who we have coming. Right. And that's coming up, what, in February? Yeah, February 20th. All right. That's the official conference, but you actually have something... Yeah, the night before. Yeah, this is in Stevens. This is in Stevens Point. The official conference is on February twentieth. Um, actually, the night before we have our soil health dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be the nineteenth, yeah. and this is actually um, mated with the Dad Cat Producer Lead Conference. Actually, that's on the nineteenth, which is a totally different thing. But we right. we kind of mate this together. So if people want to come into Point right. in February, get out of the weather. Um, be at the Holiday Inn, that um, people have the ability to come in and actually do a couple of these conferences back-to-back, back. so it's kind of now, a neat opportunity. This is not your first rodeo with this Cover Crops Conference, and people are starting to pick up on the idea of Cover Conference, or Cover Crops, more by the minute, it seems. Yes, yes, it's been one of the buzzwords, um, Cover Crops, but one thing I want to talk about a little bit more is, you know, really, we call it the Cover Crop Conference, but there's a lot more here than that. We're talking right. about soil health and ultimately we're talking about developing um, resilient um, regenerative agriculture systems um, in the state using different things so that, that, that it, it's we've come a long way talking about soil health in just the last couple of years anyway. yeah and I know some people want to plug their ears because they've heard it a million times but what I will tell you is the keynote as as a member of the planning committee here um, the keynote we have coming in this year I am very excited about his name is rich Rick Clark okay um, he's actually from Indiana but I actually seen him present last year and uh, mm-hmm. I sat back in my chair and I'm just like holy smokes we got to get this guy up here now i'm not saying what he's doing in indiana is what we should be doing here at all no 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 but it's just how he goes at how he goes at it and how we can show why he does what he does Mm -hmm. he's he's an economics guy he's gonna put up his numbers and show you the cost of his production Mm -hmm. and how he's lowered his cost of production um and this guy is not fooling around. He runs over seven thousand acres, right, right? And uh, it's 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 amazing what he's done. He he uses um, yeah, actually a tall rye is one of the pillars of his system, using mm-hmm. that as a cover crop. Um, no till he's plants green, and he he'll take you through a journey of kind of how he's changed his operation over the last uh, twelve years. Right. And um, what he likes to say is a position of strength. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of shows how he goes through his change process, which you and I were talking off air before earlier today. Yeah. Change is hard, right. um, but right. he'll he'll take us through that. And uh, like I said, he's got the numbers to show. But he, I seen him last year, and uh, he totally impressed me. So I am really excited, so excited that we actually have him as a <laughs> keynote, and we're bringing him back for an explicit planning green session in one of the breakout sessions. Planning wow. green. Well. That, now the, this this whole notion and and the whole concept of the soil health. What Rick is going to be talking about again, it's the numbers. You, you'll have to show people that the numbers come out. Yes, and that's what I think is one of the key. And he's going to show you how the system is working for him and why mm-hmm. he's never looked back. And we've used the word system probably four or five times. It's a system. Yes. 
yes it's, it's just not it's just not the cover crop it's just not the no-till it's just not the rotation it's it's all got to work together now we're not going to say that that's an easier thing to do but in the long run it's it's a good thing. Uh, who are some of the other people that are coming in? Yeah. And what else do you so, have going So I'll in? just kind of list off some stuff here. So we kind of, uh, that the morning, but the conference officially starts at uh, 9.30. But uh, we have that early riser between 8 and 9 that people mm-hmm. could come to. We have some roundtable sessions there. We're talking a little examples that would be adding small grains in the rotation. 60-inch corn, which I know you're going to be mm-hmm. like, what? And I'm yeah. just going to leave it at that. We actually got a local farmer from Barron County coming in to talk about that okay. mr logan so that's okay. the, that's the key word there uh grazing cover crops um we're gonna have some stuff on vegetable production and weed control that's on the round table so that's kind of more of a kind of a loose loose thing where you get some farmers together in some rooms just talk about these topics right. but um as far as the uh, breakout sessions We'll have planting green. We'll have uh, maintaining soil health while managing manure. That's always an important thing. Manure is a resource. Right. Um, but it creates pros right. and it also creates challenges. So we we got uh, actually Jeff Endress coming in from Madison. He's used mm-hmm. a lot of different toolbars. And uh, we actually have a representative from kind of DNR that's going to come and kind of talk yep. about where, where the rules are and where we want to go. And additionally, with uh, Dr. Francis. Francisco Ariaga from UW. Um, then we have a session just kind of, you know, some of this stuff is more advanced. And we have a session just for like, hey, I want to learn about this stuff. What are we going to do? So that's kind of um, what we're going to call uh, building a soil health system, easy points of entry. Where can I start if I'm interested into this? Um, then uh, we'll kind of have some lunch, the afternoon sessions. We have um, what we're going to have is, is um, we actually have a weed scientist coming in from University of Missouri, Kevin Bradley. Okay. He's going to talk a little bit about cover crops and resistant weed resistant weeds right. you can i know you and bob have heard a lot about the uh, the water hemp coming Absolutely. in and the palmer and that and kevin's very renowned from missouri and they've been dealing with it for a while so he's going to talk a little bit about um, how covers can help help address that um, then we got another breakout on assessing soil health you know how do you see it feel it understand it um we'll have um dr Howell Holly Dolliver from UW River Falls and mm-hmm. our very own Jamie Patton from UW Madison. She'll be talking about that. Additionally, we have a forage session um, again with the with the amount of dairy with the amount of beef. We have Tom Cotter coming in from Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and Tom's been on with on the cover crop strategies uh, webinar last year, and he's been doing a lot of interseeding and actually kind of creating a forage opportunity after he's been taken off his row crops. He's out of Austin, I think Minnesota. So this year's in in addition, I know we're running short on time here, but yeah. I could talk about this forever. <laughs> can, yeah, but um, we have um, you know we're going to close out with soil health systems and weather extremes. We have some farmers that are going to some agronomists that are going to get up and what did we learn here in 2019? Right. Because we know this has been just a one of them right. years, right. and um, so actually we have a couple local farmers 
presenting on that. So I am just very excited about this conference, February 20th. How do you find registration information? Uh, you can Google Wisconsin Cover Crop Conference 2020. You can sign up on the Internet. And just so you know, the early bird rate ends February 5th. All this I was talking to you, but it's like I'm selling it. All this I was talking to you was uh, for $60 for the conference yeah. only. And okay. if you wanted to go to the dinner bef- the night before, it'd be additional 20 Yeah. So, I mean, for the value, what you're getting here and getting these speakers in, this is just, if you're going to go to one thing and you really are interested, this is an excellent, mm-hmm. excellent value. We work very hard on keeping this down. And as a member of the planning committee, we're working on this all year to get you a really good, really good moderate speaker lineup. So I am just totally excited. All right. That's Brian Brisky, Area Resource Conservationist with the Natural Resources Conservation Service. Again, we're talking about the Wisconsin Cover Crop Conference coming up February 20th at the Stevens Point Holiday Inn with a pre-conference dinner and discussion about ice, water, and wind exploring soil diversity in Wisconsin the night before, 5 p.m. February 19th. Get a hold of your local conservation office for information about that program. More than 400 people attended last year's conference in Stevens Point. A lot of information is available about soil health, and there's a lot packed into a single day of a conference, again, at the Stevens Point Holiday Inn. On the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Scott Schultz. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to keep harmful secondhand smoke out of our public spaces and workplaces and fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. We're fighting for a day when kids no longer battle airborne poisons in their own homes or the fear of an asthma attack. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air, we're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. Join us in the fight. Visit fightingforair.org and read about just a few of the many ways the American Lung Association is fighting to protect the air we breathe, both indoors and out. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. 
on the job till the cows come home. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 520 now on a final Friday of uh, January. Here we go, and I'll tell you what, if you're out and about early this morning, take it a little easy on, well, in town or out of town. Seems to me like we got a little glaze out there. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype for our weather update this morning. I did a little fishtail myself coming in this morning. I mean, temperature-wise, it's comfortable enough outside. There's not much to say as far as a wind, but boy... I was surprised how slick the driving surface is. Yeah, it got just that way. And Madison had about a hundredth of an inch of precipitation. They called it a freezing drizzle here about four hours ago. So there's that little activity out there. And it is just that. It's slick. I mean, I walked out the gravel driveway last night before anything even fell. And that got a whole lot more icy here. It's just that kind of a situation. And as these temperatures will be getting more mild, back to freezing and a bit above now, uh, not just today, but right through the weekend, you can expect that things are going to be more slippery. And moving around is going to be a little bit more hazardous. Let's talk about the low pressure system near southern Minnesota and the really light precipitation that moved through the Madison area oh still a bit further off to the southeast uh, just heading on uh, further away toward Racine Kenosha County and even just toward southern Milwaukee County and up east of Lake Winnebago there's snow in southern Minnesota scattered through parts of Iowa northern Illinois all the way back to South Dakota and Nebraska Really expect with this small little low that it's never going to be a a big organized system, but there could be a little scattered light precipitation. Flurries, a little patchy freezing drizzle, that's a chance we're faced with today or on into the nighttime. And then we hit the rest of the weekend with more mild air. Temperatures really warming up as we get this February started out. I'll check the forecast right after this. Ever walk across your cornfield and find a nice surprise? Like that favorite vice grip that fell off the planter last spring. Well, next fall, you might just come upon an even bigger treasure. More corn, thanks to Acuron Herbicide. Acuron gives you 5 to 15 more bushels an acre than any other herbicide when used in a pre-emergence application at full label rates. To discover your 5 to 15 bushels, talk to your Syngenta retailer. Acuron yield advantage range based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 523 now. All right, Stu. Uh, it sounds like if we make it through the morning, the rest of the weekend looks pretty doggone nice. That still could be a little dicey, put it that way, this evening with a little lingering precipitation, especially south and east. But yeah, you're pretty much on target here. Cloudy skies, a more mild day. But some brief periods of patchy freezing drizzle or a little burst of some light snow possible today, lasting into the nighttime as well. Today's temperatures moving up into the low to mid-30s with the south wind at 5. That little mixed precip with cloudy skies early tonight. It should end late in the nighttime. We only fall back into the upper 20s. The southwest winds at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy Saturday. A nicer day, mid-30s with the southwest winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Sunday, mid-40s with the west winds at 5 to 10. 
And Monday we cooled a bit, Pam, you know, the clouds build in back to the upper 30s. I'm thinking of that snow hanging off the south roof of my shed. I probably should move stuff before that lets go this weekend. <laughs> yeah, although if it falls on something with that kind of weather, maybe we'll see it melt off before you have to worry about it. Yeah, that wouldn't be all bad either, but well, precautions. Wow, there you go, Stu. <laughs> all right, man, have a good weekend. We'll catch you Monday. Goodbye. We'll see you then. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist with weather details. Like we said, take her easy out there if you're heading out. It's primarily in southeast Wisconsin where we're seeing the slick road conditions, but just be careful. In uh, La Crosse, you're at 28 degrees. Mauston, cloudy in 27. Fond du Lac, a little glaze in 27. Madison at the airport looking at cloudy skies, a glaze in 28. Beaver Dam, a glaze and 27 degrees. The Wisconsin FFA alumni starts today in Waukesha. Don't forget about that. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You're curious. You want to know more? Well, I've got the details. Our farm tour to Scotland and Northern Ireland, September 15th through the 25th. I'm Pam Yonke, inviting you to come along and join us at our free travel shows, bringing you details like our tour of Edinburgh Castle, visit to Titanic Belfast Museum, and the breathtaking Giant's Causeway, to name just a few of the highlights. We've got free travel shows coming up Monday, February 3rd in Wisconsin Dells at the Ramada by Wyndham starting at 7 p.m. Tuesday, February 4th, Madison Crown Plaza Hotel for 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. meetings and then Tuesday evening, February 4th at the Mound City Bank Motor Branch in Platteville at 7 p.m. You can also go to HolidayVacations.com keyword PAM and view the online travel show and earn a $100 coupon. Join us on this fantastic tour of Scotland and Northern Ireland, September 15th through the 25th. Carrier has a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management and remote access options, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier energy-efficient systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to your Carrier expert. Call your carrier factory authorized dealer, RA Heating and Air Conditioning in Evansville. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within, over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. In that place, where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is 
is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move to free out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether, like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see? What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Uh, hey, Zach, how are you? Does that work out? No, it doesn't. No, 94. There's a four in there. <laughs> turn that down. Let me turn it up. Fade it. All right, uh, we just had our buddy Jake on. Uh, he kind of said it was, you know, kind of predicted, but not. So let me ask you, you know, you're in Iowa City. We were just surprised on Tuesday, Zach, that he wasn't in Iowa City. How quick does this timeline escalate from not practicing on Monday to not getting on the team bus to go to Iowa City Tuesday to Wednesday he's done yeah. With the program. I mean, that's a very quick acceleration to the end of this career. It is, but it isn't. Because we talked about it on Tuesday when, when I called in. This was something that was kind of bubbling up even from his after his freshman year. There were, there were thoughts that he was going to leave after that point. And it just, I think he just kept on building and building and building. But I would agree with the timeline in terms of why now? Why, why quit at this point? It's not like you're transferring anyway. It's not like you're going anywhere right now. He's still going to be in school for the next, you know, until May. Like, he's he's... He's going to be on campus. It just is weird that he couldn't, that he, that he didn't want to finish it out. Um, you know, another ten games, eleven, twelve games, whatever it was going to be. Him leaving at this point, that timing doesn't make sense. But the idea that this was a quick decision is uh, not probably not accurate. I think it's something that was built up over the last three years. So now you hear all this happening, Zach. It's uh, you know with King going now. It's well, Wisconsin can't win with the swing offense. We got to stop playing like it's nineteen thirty. And then it's well, guard needs to be fired and all this and this. Your take? What's your takeaway on everyone wanting to now vilify guard and the system he runs? Well, I think this obviously goes back. Probably goes back to the Tyler Hero situation, who obviously who came up tweeting about who, it. who came up last night. Um, but no, it goes back to that in, in him decommitting. And from that point on, everyone has been Greg Gard sucks and he needs to go because Tyler Hero didn't want to play at Wisconsin, which is 
pretty ridiculous because uh, Tyler Wall, or excuse me, Tyler Hero wanted to play at Wisconsin for almost a year. He talked about how he didn't like the system and top talent. Wisconsin doesn't want to play in that system. Well, he was committed to that system for close to a year before Kentucky came along and, and gave him a scholarship. He put the jersey and uniform on and took pictures. Yes, on exactly. The court. So it's to me, it's a little bit disingenuous on his part. And Kobe King, for whatever he wants to say, to me, it was more of a personal fit with the program as opposed to a fit within the the game and the system itself. The guy got. The guy's the second-leading scorer for the year, leading scorer in Big Ten play. Only one player took more shots than him in Big Ten play. That was Nate Reavers, and Reavers has played a game more than Kobe. (laughs) So the idea that like he was not getting the ball or he was not involved in it, like that to me that wasn't it. To me, it comes down to his um, relationship with Greg Gard. It wasn't. uh, It's there was a struggle there. There was, um, and for whatever reason, they could not um, figure it out, and that is why he's gone. To me. it's not about his usage because he got the ball as much as anybody. So, and then. And had success doing it too. It's yeah. not like he wasn't successful. So, what's well, the domino effect now of Kobe King? Because then Gardo and company, didn't they make a trip up to lacrosse to make sure the Davis brothers yeah, yeah, are they, still coming? Yeah. So, obviously, uh, both Jim Polzine and uh, Evan Flood reported that they went up there and spoke with um, the Davis twins and also their father. Their father's a big part of this. Yeah. Uh, he, he's. he's uh, very important person in their lives, and and they're not wavering. They're not. They're not. First of all, it took forever for them to get uh, Johnny Davis to commit to begin with. So Kobe King was here that whole time. Why, if if he was so enthralled with Kobe King, and they they're they're close and all that, but if he was so enthralled, why wouldn't he commit right away? Why would he not be yeah. you know at Wisconsin right away? So the idea that he's that Kobe King is leaving, and that means the Davis twins are leaving, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. It's not realistic, and it's not going to happen. So I think they're fine and. In that respect, are they, maybe this raised some eyebrows among uh, recruits, perhaps, but I don't think you're going to lose anybody because Kobe King couldn't get along with Greg Gard. Uh, talking with our sports director, Zach Halpern. So then we get to the immediacy of it, and that's the game on Saturday, which, as we've talked about now, Zach, for many levels, is the most important game of the year. And now let's compound that with Brad Davison out because of the, the play on Tuesday night. Um, so you're basically, you've lost your starting backcourt. Uh, for the biggest game of the year. What do they put out on the court? How do they put together a lineup now with without King and Davison? Well, I think throughout the year, the bench has been a, a good part of their team. I mean, you think about they they went four deep off the bench. Now it's going to be <laughs> too deep, uh, at least for this Michigan State game. Um, eight, you know, an eight-man rotation isn't a bad thing. So when Davison comes back, I think they'll be, they'll be fine. Obviously losing your most, I guess, dynamic and exciting player in Kobe King offensively, that is certainly going to hurt. But... As I said on Tuesday morning, this is an opportunity for them as a program to show that they are more than just an individual. They are more than just two individuals. They're they're a team and a program that's built on parts, and it's an opportunity to, to get a game and a win that nobody expects them to win. Like there's nobody. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. So long January. Here it is already, the 31st. Can you believe it? Is it just me? It feels like January absolutely slipped through my fingers. I'll tell you what, we've got a busy 10 days ahead of us. Next week, Tuesday, it's Ag Day at the Capitol down at uh, the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Governor Tony Evers is going to join the group. And next week, Thursday and Friday, we hope to see you at the annual Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. I'm Pam Yonke. 
Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on this final day of uh, January. Not a lot of notables as far as historical marks. On this date back in 1961, Ham, the chimp, went into outer space. The chimpanzee survived the U.S. Mercury program. He uh, ended up with just a bruised nose after that test flight. And on this date in 1865, the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution was passed. That officially abolished slavery. And now you know. Well, we want you to know, as I said, that Governor Tony Evers is going to be appearing before Ag Day at the Capitol, visiting with farmers about his directives to try to pass policy designed to improve Wisconsin agriculture and our rural communities. But how are we going to get that done? Randy Romanski is the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection's Interim Secretary. I talked with him about that very goal last week and asked him, give me some specifics on what we can get done. Well, the, 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 the great thing about the investments that the governor's made uh, or, or announced yesterday as, as uh, part of the State of the State address was that we're, we uh, have the opportunity to invest across the board in agriculture. And one of the things that he stressed is that an investment in agriculture, an investment in farmers is an investment of Wisconsin's rural economy. And that's true. So the, the proposals that he announced the other day at the State of the State Go across the go across the board. Uh, it looks at adding uh, adding uh, resources to the UW extension to provide resources to farmers. Uh, there are opportunities to strengthen the kinds of services that the farm center does. The farm center does a tremendous job already, but they are really short short resource short staffed. Um, and uh, the, it's uh, it's amazing that they can get the kind of outreach and services that they do with the small team they have. This will allow them to be more proactive, uh, work with uh, work with transition plans, succession plans, and also provide access to business consulting services closer to the farmers. So this is an investment at home, but it also makes an investment uh, abroad. And uh, making a million dollars available for the Wisconsin uh, the Wisconsin Initiative on Dairy Exports is tremendous at any time uh, because Wisconsin is America's dairy land. Ninety uh, percent of the, the milk that we that we uh, produce here goes into cheese. And finding new markets or building existing export markets for that product is a really important component of what the governor is trying to do. Just a few thoughts from Randy Romanski, Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection's Interim Secretary. He'll be on hand, as will the governor, next Tuesday for Ag Day at the Capitol. Starts at 11 a.m. at the Monona Terrace Convention Center in Madison. And then in the afternoon, everyone will adjourn and make their trip up to the state capitol to visit with their senators and representatives. You want to register? Jump online, wfbf.com. They say there's some rideshare opportunities that may be available to you folks that are outside of south-central Wisconsin. We'll take a quick break. Markets are trying to turn things around on a final Friday. The numbers are next. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Woo! Have you used that phrase yet this winter? 
Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my buddies at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sark City, just off Highway 12, where everything's under one roof. That includes their tire doctor, Frank Cook. I said woo because that's kind of the reaction I use sometimes if you slide a little bit too far into the intersection or you slip and slide down the cul-de-sac. Woo! Well, maybe it's time for Dr. Cook to take a look at your tires. He's got all the equipment and supplies you need to make sure that you're going to be running safely this winter. Uh, If the engine's not turning over quite as quickly as you want, maybe it's time for a new battery. Whatever you're looking at to try to make Wisconsin's winter a little bit more bearable and safer, McFarland stands ready to help you out. All under one roof, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. Don't forget McFarland's tire doctor, Frank Cook. Tell him the farm babe sent you. 541 on the clock. The Wisconsin Rapids Tribune is reporting this morning that an owner of a cheese factory near Wisconsin Heights is facing charges of felony theft. Prosecutors say that he stole more than $20,000 from 83 farmers stretching from January of 2012 to April of 2018. His name, Michael J. Moran, co-owner and former president of Wisconsin Dairy State Cheese Company in Rudolph. The charges were filed yesterday in Wood County Circuit Court. So that's a case we'll kind of keep an eye on. We're keeping an eye on the markets this morning. Mark Ophold joins us now with our bottom line. Sellers appear to have pushed this grain and livestock trade a little too far too fast in our view. We think December corn below 390 and November soybeans below the 910 level are buying opportunities short term. Port complex though taking out key support levels this week. Some analysts are now looking at April hogs the downside target just above $62 after taking out lows that were set in August. The pork cutout, in fact, the lowest since September 25th. And Iowa-Minnesota average hog weights, 287 pounds, only about a pound and a half off the all-time high that was set on the 4th of January. This is the Bottom Line Report. All right, thank you, Mark. Well, yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese took a nine-cent hit down to a dollar fifty. Forty pound block cheese stood still at one ninety two. The double A butter yesterday up five and a quarter cents to a dollar eighty six per pound. Now the grain trade overnight is trying to regain some of the lost ground, but seems to be slipping. March corn's up a half. December corn up a quarter right now, three ninety and three quarters. March soybeans are a penny and a half higher. November beans up a penny and a quarter at nine seventeen and a quarter. March wheat is down a quarter of a cent. July new crop unchanged at five fifty six a bushel. The fluid milk contracts February down two cents overnight, seventeen thirty two. March milk down four at seventeen seventy two a hundred weight. Hey, keep an eye out for our own Reba McClone. She is going to be a part of all the activities for the Wisconsin State FFA Alumni Convention starting today at noon, running through Saturday evening at the Marriott Waukesha. Congratulations to Raynell Helber from Fond du Lac and Mark Ladstein from Sauk Prairie. They were the convention organizers. Looks like it's going to be great fun. One thing I want to remind you about right now is they've got a really good online auction happening right now with some great items That should appeal to basically anybody. That online auction goes until 7.30 tonight. So please make sure you're checking out all the details on the Wisconsin FFA alumni website. Up next, just like people, apparently baby calves do better with a buddy. Josh has details next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
I-39 Supplies, words of the day, snowmobile trailers. That's it. Just snowmobile trailers. Come and get them. <laughs> trailers, service, and more. I-39Supply.com. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until wait. Don't too. Don't, Don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too, too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new game and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odana Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit StandUpToCancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Crowing at the crack of dawn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Don't forget, we're looking forward to seeing you next week, Tuesday. It's Ag Day at the Capitol. Monona Terrace Convention Center starts at 11 a.m. with registration. Governor Tony Evers is going to be addressing that group. And also next week, Thursday and Friday, it's the annual Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. I'll be there broadcasting on Thursday morning and a part of your lunchtime activities on Friday. Thursday evening, don't forget a brand new event at Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. They're calling it Porkapalooza, brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Pork Association. So a lot of things coming up we like to see you at. Well, as we roll towards 6 o'clock this morning, new research is out that shows, like people, baby calves may do better with a buddy. Josh Scramlin's got the details. Dr. Jennifer Van Oss is an assistant professor in the Department of Dairy Science at UW-Madison, and recently her and some of her colleagues conducted a survey of 416 dairies across the United States, and one of the questions they asked was about calf housing, and the findings were pretty interesting. We did this survey because we wanted to get up-to-date data on the state of our industry today, and we found that over three-quarters of the people who chose to respond housed their pre-weaned heifers individually at this time, and that 97% of the heifers were housed individually because some of the larger operations do that. But we have reason to think that this is a changing trend, so we wanted to get the data now as we're talking about pairing and group housing and see 
what direction the industry is moving in a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was your reaction to those numbers? Was that on par with what you thought it would be? It was actually a lot higher in terms of the number of heifers that are housed individually. So the most recent USDA data said that 70% of heifers are housed individually in the U.S. and their sampling techniques were different from ours. And based on my conversations with producers in our region, we thought that might be different. But we're, we just closed the survey. We're still analyzing and we have yet to break it down by region and herd size. So that will be really interesting to see the variation in practices. Now, I want to make it clear, you are not against single calf housing, but your research shows that there are benefits to group housing or pair housing when it comes to calves. What, what is the uh, research telling you? Yeah, so in terms of individual calf housing, there was a reason that that became the common practice because before actually calves were housed with social companions. And in part that was due to concerns about calf health, but we've learned a lot in the intervening decades that calf health can be managed. It's very complicated, obviously it's a complex issue, but it can be managed without isolating calves from each other through other best practices. And more recent research has shown that because cattle are herd animals, that this social contact has a lot of benefits that we've been able to quantify. And so raising calves in pairs or small groups can lead to benefits in terms of them developing appropriate social behaviors with others of their species, which they need to because when they are adults, they are housed socially. And there are also other benefits in terms of their learning, their ability to handle new situations, their ability to deal with stress, particularly around weaning. And there's also been a number of studies showing performance benefits. And so these calves consume more solid feeds, they grow better, and that's good not only for the calves, but for the dairy producer as well. Something I pulled out, does it make the calves more resilient to stress when they're housed together? Yes, in a few ways. So what the research has shown is that when calves are going through weaning, we know this is a stressful transition time where they're giving, been, being given a reduced milk allowance. And so one of the behaviors that they show is vocalizing, so bawling or bellowing. And studies have shown that calves that are housed in a pair show less vocalizing than calves that are housed individually. And so that's just one indicator of less stress. And then there's also other research that has shown that their reaction to new things, so novelty, um, they're more willing to try new feeds, they approach new feed items sooner, they consume more, and that they're more adaptable to changes. And that's important because they do encounter a lot of change over their lifetimes. And then another one, it showed a cognitive and behavioral flexibility. How, how exactly, if you had to just pull one or two points out, how do they show that? So this touches upon what I mentioned about adaptability. And the way that they tested it was they devised um, an experiment where calves were essentially taught how to play a computer game. So they had to discriminate between different types of stimuli. And then the key in this well-known study is that the calves had to learn when the rules change. And the calves that were housed in social groups were able to adjust and learn that the rules of the game had changed, whereas the calves that were reared individually did not catch on. And so it was a pretty clever experiment. It obviously was an artificial testing scenario, but if we extrapolate to what calves have to experience in real life, reversal learning is something we expect them to do. We expect them to be flexible and adaptable to things in their environment to be able to cope with change. And then also creates a better animal as far as the producer is concerned. It's kind of a triple win situation. Right. And so the first win is for the calf's welfare. So in terms of her ability to cope with stress and cope with change, obviously that's important from the producer's perspective too. But then the second win is that there are several studies. So it's not just one study that have shown that calves that are housed in pairs or in social groups have 
better dry matter intake of solid feeds. They have better growth and weight gain. And then there is also a third potential win. So a research group at the University of Minnesota recently surveyed people coming to the Minnesota State Fair, and they found that pair and group housing was more acceptable to dairy consumers than individual housing. So that's could be a third win, but more research is needed. I want to go on that, the public reacting to it. So public perception plays into this. I mean, in agriculture, when you can get the public to agree with something that you're doing, that is a huge, huge win. Absolutely. And I think it is important to keep in mind that our consumers today have a lot of choices. And so thinking about consumer perception or public acceptance is really critical to the long-term sustainability of the dairy industry because we want to maintain the consumer base. So in this particular example, if there are practices that are more palatable to the public and are beneficial for the calf and work well for the dairy operation, it's really a great example of a win-win-win story. I'm sure that you get a lot of questions from producers all across Wisconsin saying, well, I'd love to, but I can't do that because of, and what are the reasons they're telling you? The top reasons that I hear are, first of all, concerns about health, because research that did come out of UW-Madison in the last few decades led to this common practice of housing calves individually. And it's not that the researchers then were wrong or, you know, scientists can't make up their minds. I hear that kind of Mm -hmm. criticism all the time. It's that science is a process and that we've learned a lot since then and the context of production is different. So we've made a lot of advances in calf housing and ventilation, in nutrition, in our sanitation and biosecurity practices. And so one of the concerns or questions I still get is, well, what about health? And so it is a very complex issue. It's, It's not that pair housing or group housing is completely without health risk is that we know a lot of these other best practices really matter. And so people can manage pair group house calves successfully and have very low morbidity and mortality rates. So that would be one set of concerns. Another common set of questions that I get is around cross-sucking. So that's an undesirable behavior. So when calves are housed together, they can suck on each other's ears or navels and teats, and this is considered problematic. But there are strategies that can be used to reduce that behavior. So there's some research that's already been done and then my lab is also working on ways producers can manage that problem and related to that is also feed competition and one thing that those two things have in common is if you feed calves more milk it reduces both of those unwanted behaviors and then a third set of questions is you know I'm interested but infrastructure investment is perceived as a barrier so I don't have a calf barn I don't have the housing facilities how can I make this work. And so part of my message is there isn't just one path to success. It's not that there's only one right way to pair group house calves. And people can often work with their existing housing and management. So some of the research we've been doing in our lab is looking at pair housing calves using existing individual hutches. So it's not putting two calves in one hutch. It's putting the hutches side by side and connecting them with a fence. And it's not because that's the ideal way to pair house calves, but because it's a feasible way. So that's an example of how people can make do with what they have. And do you think down the road that Wisconsin farmers will take more of a liking to this or at least give it more thought? Absolutely. I think in the conversations I've had in the last two years, there's been a lot of interest and it's part of what's driven the research direction a few of my graduate students have gone in because we want to help producers implement successfully. So we have research showing why pair housing is beneficial, but how do you actually make that work? And so we're trying to answer these questions around feed competition and cross-sucking as well as thermal comfort, so heat and cold stress. And I have heard a lot of interest, which is why we wanted to do the survey now. We'll continue to analyze it and see what people really in our region are doing and then we'll assess again in a few years and see if there's been uptake and what kinds of questions as well as success stories people have had. That is Dr. Jennifer Van Oss.